I'm very excited today, and I'll tell you the reason why. Why? Give me your hand. No. Give me your hand. Okay. It is our third oh, anniversary. anniversary. Your hands are very cold. <laughs> yeah, you well, see. Couldn't we just acted that out for the listeners? They can't see. They wanted to know that it was real. Yes, we've been doing it for the last three years every day. You didn't think of the last three months oh, like I turned did into not. three years. I did not. Just like our relationship. <laughs> just like every relationship. It's gone on way longer than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so to celebrate, because it is Sunday and we are today at the New Zealand Property Investors Conference. Conference oh, yeah. in Palmerston North. We've got a lovely case study Sunday and you are going to lead it for us. Okay. Who are we talking about today? And I don't want to know the number goals first. I want to know what did they want to achieve through property investment? How did they want their lives to be different after investing well, in property? this is a bit of a different one. So I thought I'd pick it for today because it's a unique situation, but I do see a lot of unique situations. So this is actually a family situation. So I've had one member of the family contact me and say, hey, I want you to put together a bit of a scenario for us if we invested in residential property. We've only invested in commercial so far and they had a property in a main centre which they're looking at selling to a developer who's going to develop the site. Okay, Now, there's going to be about $3 million paid out once all that happens and the idea is that $2.5 million of that would be reinvested in residential property. And part of the reason why they want to look at residential is the commercial's been great, but it hasn't provided them as much of a return as they want. I presume there's some debt on that. I didn't really go into that. And they're just worried that, you know, with maybe a recession looming, there might be a bit of a change to the need for commercial property, which I think is completely fair, whereas residential seems to hold pretty strong. Now, the interesting thing about this is the grandmother in the situation lives on the income that's generated from the existing property, okay? Now, that's $3,500 per month that she receives to basically supplement her income. So what I was asked to do is kind of reverse engineer how many properties they could acquire, maybe with and without lending. So I, I've gone with with because I don't want to lose the benefit of leverage in, in the portfolio, but at an appropriate level of lending that we're not going to need to get guarantees from everyone that's involved in the trust. Now, obviously, grandmother's old. She's 83, but there's a whole family, there's multiple generations that are going to inherit any investment that they make. So the generations want to create wealth, but we also need to create some income now for grandma. So we've got to create 3.5K. Is that pre or post-tax? Post-tax. Post-tax for, for granny to live on. Okay, so let's dive into it. Now, the standard strategy here, of course, because we we're looking to create an income for granny, would be to invest in high-yielding properties with low debt on them. So is that the path we're going down with the standard golden goose strategy? Yeah, kind of. So what I did was I used our portfolio analysis tool rather than use the standard return on investment or the My Wealth Plan. And My special spreadsheet. Yeah, and the reason I did that is it's just much easier to see how multiple properties can supplement each other. So for example, you can have some high growth that requires top up and then you can have some high yield that provide that. And then you can look at the portfolio as a whole. You can also turn properties on and off. So whenever I'm working with larger portfolios, I'll provide a multitude of options and then they can turn on and off what they like or don't like. But you're right. So I did start with a high yielding property. So I started with a high yielding property, purchase price $900,000. 
with some debt. Now, the reason I put some debt on there is because I play around with different debt levels and it really doesn't matter how it's allocated, but I've worked on 200,000 worth of debt. But let's kind of disregard that for now because I'll talk about the debt as a whole. Now, that gets $1,100 a week and I factored in property management rates, insurance, a higher maintenance than usual because, of course, there's essentially dual incomes but then dual potential for damage or wear and tear. Then I've allowed for accounting and letting fees. Okay, then what I did was I looked at how many other properties we could get that are growth properties for the future generations and then bundle this all up in a trust. So I managed to get four Auckland properties, and I'm big on Auckland at the moment, high growth properties. Now I did a three bedrooms plus a flexi room for 899. I did a three bed plus garage for 999. I did a two bed, two bath for 799. And then I did a three bed townhouse with car park for 899. So a real mix of properties in different parts of Auckland. So we did four townhouses around Auckland. Now is there a bit of a risk that they're all townhouses in Auckland? No, well, Auckland townhouses have gone up at a reasonable rate, and I'm budgeting on 6% capital growth for all of those. I don't think so. Well, I'm just thinking, no, like, just I feel like a reasonable question that a listener might ask would be, well, why not go somewhere else as well to well, look, diversify? To what happens if you've bought all of these Auckland properties and then the Auckland Volcano. market tanks? Well, look, I'm doing what I would do with the money, but remember, at this stage, I'm just giving them numbers to show them how this could work. We can change the properties because it really doesn't make much of a difference. Just remember, though, if you go outside of Auckland, you will get a lower capital growth rate over the long term. Now, let me tell you where we got to. So that worked out to be a total of $2 million, give or take, worth of debt against assets of four and a half. So exactly $2.5 million worth of cash in. So what's our LVR across the portfolio there? It'll be quite low. It'll be around about 44-odd percent. Yeah, Yeah, so the reason I did that is because A, I didn't want a whole lot of money going to debt servicing, but B, I wanted to make sure that it was at a comfortable level that everyone felt like, yep, the property portfolio is going to stand by itself. We don't have to provide any personal guarantees. Yeah, the other good thing about that is if you ever wanted to, let's say you started to find it quite difficult to get interest only, bang it across to Resimac on their specialist product, you'd be able to get 20 years interest only because the LVR is less than 50%. Which is something I was going to talk to them about. So... All up, what this does is in year number one, that provides $40,781 after tax of income, which works out to be $3,400 a month. So I'm 100 short, but there's probably enough money in that half a million that they're holding back to be able to top that up for a wee while. That then, of course, goes up with inflation each year. So we're getting a pretty consistent amount coming in. And then, of course, when interest rates drop down in a few years' time, then it's going to be even better. Now, the big thing that this does is create that asset for the future generations. Now, we start out with net assets of $2.5 million. By 15 years, based on a 6% capital growth rate for the high growth properties and a 4% capital growth rate for the high yielding property, that works out to be net assets of $7.7 million. Huge, right? Yeah. Now, one important question, because I was overhearing you while you were recording all of this, and I was thinking to myself, okay, okay, okay. We've got a commercial property, and they are getting, and let me just pull out my little pocket calculator on my phone, and they're getting three and a half K a month from this commercial property they've already got. So that's $42,000 a year. That's post-tax. Let's add on an extra 
25 odd percent for, for tax. And let's say they're getting $52,500 a year off this commercial property. Now, that's off $3 million worth of net assets. Now, that works out to be a 1.75% net yield which on a commercial property seems really, really low. So why is it that this commercial property appears to be really low yielding? Well, what you might not be considering is the fact that they've probably got some debt still on that, and so there could be quite high debt repayments. The other part is, my guess is if someone's going to come in and develop that site, it's probably an older property that might have a lot of maintenance that's been put back in. So I'm just assuming, because I'm working purely on the numbers that have been provided to me, but you're right, that wouldn't be a great commercial investment at all. Well, especially if you're looking for cash flow. So what it could be is if it was a, a pretty high LVR property and you're making principal and interest repayments over that 15-year term at a relatively high commercial interest rate. That'd be one of the reasons why that cash flow or that yield appears to be quite low. Whereas if we come across here, cool, we're now talking about residential. You'd bang it on interest only and have the ability to take it to ResiMac for 20 years if you so wanted to do that. And here's the cool thing. I mean, if we then end up with 7.5 roughly million dollars worth of net assets if you have sold up in 15 years time and then just bought high yielding that's an income of $300,000 a year that that could be converted into so pretty good for the family okay so this is the plan that I've put together just briefly before we wrap up, what are they actually going to do? Where are they at within their purchasing decision? So I've sent this to them with a video of me explaining all the numbers so that they can have a conversation as a family as to whether or not this is the right direction to take everyone, get everyone's buy-in because there'll be multiple trustees on this trust. Following that, we'll have a property selection meeting and actually play around with, okay, are these the right property types for what you particularly want to invest in and, and have a conversation around why townhouses in Auckland, why these particular areas, and then we'll select properties and go through due diligence collectively. And look, as much as I gave you a bit of a hard time before about why they're all in Auckland, this will represent more diversification than what they've currently got. They've got $3 million of equity within a single commercial property and I'm assuming one tenancy? Yes. In this case, they're going to have five different properties spread around the same city, but with five separate tenancies as well, and arguably a more stable rental market. And so, you know, that represents a different allocation of risk to what they've currently got. I would argue probably a little bit less risk than what they've currently got, because we're going to go from one property to five properties. But, you know, the other interesting thing about this, Andrew, is we sometimes forget how interesting some people's personal situations are. You know, and this is something non-standard. We wouldn't usually talk about this sort of thing on the podcast, but there are a lot of people out there with different situations. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you've got a weird or wacky situation like this where you'd like the help of a financial advisor, hey, easy way to get that. Text us the word plan to 5522. We'll be in touch. See if a portfolio planning session is the right fit for you. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of your selling property market. Until next time, 